Uh, what episode is this? It's like 30... 35, maybe? 36? 35 or 36? Something like that. We it's got 36. Yeah, we got Alex back in the studio. What's going on, Alex? Not too much. How are you? Good. Um, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick... I want to ask you guys if I was out of pocket yesterday. We had a Friendsgiving. Oh, here we go. And Spotify ha- uh, debuted this feature a couple weeks ago, <laughs> which it's an awesome feature. They, I can't believe it took them this long to do it, where you can start a jam with people that you're with. So whoever is on the aux j- basically just sends a link to everyone else, and they can hop in and queue up songs. So we're at Friendsgiving yesterday, and the host says, Joey, you us- usually have good music. Why don't you hop on the aux? I said, sure, no problem. Which, side note, being asked to hop on the aux at like a party or whatever is – it's a good feeling. It's an all-time pump-up. You just feel like you're the fucking man in the moment. But like like Uncle Ben, with great power comes great responsibility. Yes, absolutely. So I started playing some music, playing music for maybe half hour, hour, and I sent out the link to everyone. And so there's like maybe 20 people there. This one girl queues up no less than like 40 songs. She's got like... Shit. It's like an hour and a half to two hours worth of music because I can see who cues up the songs because it's like got their initials or whatever. And I was like, it, it, I just I, 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 it made me so mad. Like, just like, wh- who do you think you are where you think everyone wants to listen to only your music for two hours? Like I sent I sent a link to everyone so everyone could contribute and everyone could get in songs that they want to do. And you queue up 40 songs. <laughs> I mean, it's an insane move, dude. That's like. There was a reason that we they asked you to like handle business, do the music, whatever. And it's cool when you're like, hey, toss a few songs on there that you want to hear. Make you know, more likely than not, everybody will know the song. It'll be fine. Complete takeover for two hours is insane. That's where it falls back on the DJ to get shit straightened out. Well, so I, this wasn't someone that like it was in my friend group, so it was I didn't want to make it awkward and be like, hey, like, I'm get the fuck off. Yeah. So I, I ended up just I queued up some more songs and I like put some of mine in ahead of her like I don't know we got we got through it I skipped a bunch of hers too like yeah, yeah, yeah. but I still let a majority of them play which I was I didn't want to make a scene but I wanted to make a scene how much Taylor Swift is in there zero oh. but you know what I liken it to is um uh when you're at like a group function and someone's like hey you guys want to order pizza and someone's like yeah 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 and then the person just orders the pizza without asking everyone like without asking anyone oh what do you like on your pizza. In fairness, maybe that's what we should have done last weekend. We ordered pizza for football last weekend, and we spent no less than 45 minutes debating on what we wanted to eat. Yeah, it was was an all-timer. Before we get into the stretch today, I just want to shout out music of the week, song of the week. I shared this with Joey, and I'm not the biggest, like, hip-hop fan. I'll listen to it occasionally. I'm just pretty casual, right? Meek Mill and Rick Ross put out an album this week that is maybe the best new rap album that I've heard since For Your Eyes Only or Damn, whichever one of those came later. (laughs) It is straight gas top to bottom. And we're going to get into it later at some point. So I don't want to, you know, blow our load here on on it. But wow, what an album. Cool samples. Great work. Great features. Top to bottom. Must listen. Um, Yeah, I don't know if you had anything else on that, Joey. I've been listening to Above the Law on repeat. It's got a sample from uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. The Shiznit. Yes, the Shiznit from Snoop Dogg's debut album. Fire. Yeah, man. The the Shaq and Kobe remix, fire. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too much into it. I just wanted to shout it out today. The album is called Too Good to Be True. Check it out. 
Yeah, so getting into the struts, I guess uh, I know you two are both huge fans. So how did you guys get into these guys? Because they're not huge necessarily. The old 89X. Uh, Joe and I used to listen to this radio station all the time. Right when the struts came out, about two or three songs they played on there all the time from their first album, Everybody Wants. Uh, him and I were hooked pretty instantly. Started liking them. They weren't really touring around the States at the time until about a year or two later. But, uh, yeah, I've been a big fan since. It's crazy because, like, they had that the EP, and I think the EP might have just been called Kiss This. So it had Kiss This and a couple other tracks that made it to the first album. And, yeah, it, it circulated on X. I remember, like, I heard one song, so I checked them out on Apple, listened to the EP, and I'm like, instantly, I was like, wow, these guys might be sick. And, uh, yeah, bit by bit, every time they put out a new album, even – you know, they're, they're four tra- they're four albums deep. There's three of them I absolutely love. They're some yep. of my favorite works. Um, and yeah, this is this is absolutely the band I tell people like, if you're looking for something to listen to that maybe like you're just kind of in between stuff, check these guys out because these guys these are like this is the best band you may have never heard of. <laughs> I don't want to say you haven't heard of because like they have they've had some like critical acclaim. They do they had a couple tracks that were like the Sports Center theme song for like you know a couple weeks at a time you know. Um, like they're going huge. It it feels like they're still stuck in like rock purgatory right now, where they're not like a huge headliner. Like you're not going to see them at LCA or anything, but they'll they'll sell out the Fillmore. They'll they'll do some big shows, but they're not like a like a huge level band. Yeah, and they were open. I read that they opened for the Stones, Foo Fighters, like yep. some really high name. Toured with Greta. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, you know it's funny. Uh, I know these these guys are like both of some of your favorites. The first couple times. Or, like, the first run-through listening to the albums, I was very, 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 like, I hate this. Or, like, I'm very undecided. And then the more I listened to it, the more it kind of grew on me. Uh, so, there I do like quite a bit. But it was, like, the first time listening through, I was like, I don't know, man. This is just really different. Was it just, like, like a little too, like, uh, brash, like, glam poppy for you? Yeah. Just, uh, just not what I'm used to, I guess. Yeah. It's definitely, like, it's hard to put these guys in a box. There's not a lot of bands like this, especially, like. 2023 you know yeah today's music is not what they do at all they they seem like if they were what 70s was, they I, would fit right in I'm, yeah that's a good point i'm gonna say that a lot, a lot of these hair throughout bands. this episode this yep. is very much like a mixture of the stones and queen and and a bunch of other 70s kind of classic rock bands mixed in together yeah um, you can hear the influences and that, yeah i've heard that luke was influenced by queen by michael jackson and he's just the showman through and through yeah that and i did read and I, you guys have seen these guys in concert no Three times. <laughs> okay. I heard that they're really good and co- like live, right? Amazing. Okay. Yeah. I've had to back out on Alex twice. We went once together, and <laughs> yeah. I've had to back out on him twice. Last time, I double booked, which is my MO. I just did that again last night. <laughs> Why do you do that? I'm terrible. I don't know. Uh, such an idiot. You do that like once every like three months. <laughs> uh, and I don't remember why I couldn't make it the first time, but I've definitely bounced on him twice. Which sucks because these guys in sh- in performance live, awesome performance. You Just happen to go to the best show out of the three I've seen though, the oh, one yeah. you went to. Uh, yeah. yeah, that it one. was at St Andrews, which is oh, a smaller venue than yeah. what they usually play. That venue kicks ass, dude. And they just it, it's electric. balls to the walls mm-hmm. from tip to tail, man. He's such a showman, Luke. Yeah, it's awesome. Should um, we get yeah. into everybody wants? Circa yeah, twenty sixteen. Uh, just before we get into it, a little bit about these guys. Uh, formed in Derbyshire, England, so like 2012 timing-ish. Um, the name, it's nothing crazy. They kind of get the name like they're working in the studio, just fucking around, and 
somebody makes an off comment like, man, Luke, you really got like a, a cool little strut going on here. And all of a sudden it just kind of clicked. That was the name. Like, holy shit. I can't believe like nobody's had this. But this is really cool. This is what we're doing. Um, yeah, they put out that EP 2014. Everybody wants or not. Everybody wants was uh, an album. Kiss this. Yep. Which kiss this becomes part of everybody wants. And uh, yes, that pretty much gets us to the first album here. Yeah, so the album opens with Roll Up. What do you guys like got on that one? I think this is a fantastic way to open this album. It's it's so typical struts, but it, like giving you so much. There's so much energy here. There's so much like different shit he's doing with his voice. The guitars are awesome through this track. Uh, picks it up like it like it starts at a pretty good energy, good pace, and like continues to pick up and pick up and pick up even. Like by the end, it's just rip roaring, dude. And uh yeah, I think this is very classic, like, what you're going to get from the struts. Kind of mid-tuned, high-energy, fun track. Yeah, I think it's really the perfect intro for this album. I think it really encapsulates everything that they're about. I think it's it starts low. Uh, low. Uh, Luke really builds up. I mean, it's perfect for me. Yeah, the chorus is really good. I think the first time going through and listening to this, it was kind of theatrical a little bit. And that's I think, a lot of it. I yes. think that's part of the reason at first listen i was like ah what the hell is this <laughs> but no i you know this one i do really like the chorus and it's yeah it's it's fine gotcha but it uh, yeah no uh, lyric wise it's about you know encouraging people to just kind of rise above whatever obstacle you're yeah. facing in your life and you know power through yeah and you'll get a lot of that too they have a lot of songs like that as well which is cool i kind of like that it's uh yeah. it's a break from <laughs> well we did we just did three days grace and yeah. Zach Bryan, which is like sad music this is so. kind of like the anti three days grace man it's all good vibes here for the <laughs> no most it's part. the anti seether yeah that oh, too <laughs> yeah so the next track is could have been me which is, i think our uh has the most streams on spotify yeah alex give me something on this one because i feel like you like this one even a little more than i do yeah i love this song it's very uplifting uh song about don't don't let today pass you by about seizing the moment it's very great vibes they close every concert with this this is still their their biggest song yeah this one had like i think three or four times the amount of streams is whatever the second biggest song was yeah and it's kind of crazy because like as i look through their catalog they have so many bangers and this one just it stands the test of time you know over four albums it's not some massive uh span but still like it's it's a perfect like closer for them too, that the chorus section especially at the end when it like stri strips down a little bit and you're just kind of getting the claps and Luke singing along the whole crowd just vibing with every it it's a fantastic closer for these guys it's got this kind of like bittersweet but like like kind of feel good kind of bittersweet vibe to it, um, I love like the churning guitar that like brings you up into these choruses it's there's a lot going on here that I like. Yeah, you know what I noted the first time I listened to this? It almost sounds a little bit like Tyler Joseph from 21 Pilots when he's doing like some of like the uh, yeah, more like, like theater first album. type stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're chanty kind of stuff. It does yeah. sound like 21 Pilots. Uh, the, the more I listened to it, the less I thought that. But when I first listened to it, I was like, oh, it reminded me a little bit of uh, yeah early 21 Pilots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the third track on the album is Kiss This, which is uh, – I really like this one. Yeah, how could you not, man? This is – absolutely disco rock at its finest man like i put this up against just about any other song in its category it's so fucking cool uh mid mid-high tempo mid-high to high energy disco guitar like just chopping out this really really fun riff um you get this bit in the beginning too where it's like 
it's kind of this weird, like windy, open like a TV show. Uh, I don't even know how quite to describe that sound, but when you listen, you'll know what I mean. Uh, chorus rocks. Luke just belting out lines over and over. Um, band like really filling out the sound well. Um, this like cool whiny guitar thing that they do is so fucking cool. Yeah, in the chorus. Oh, I love it. When he's, dude. He sings "Did All I Could" and it's like, doo, 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 doo. yeah, that. I don't know. I like it's such a weird, like unique sound. I fucking love it. Um, yeah, I, I I can't say enough good things about this track. Yeah, the uh, commentary on this one was he said it was what he was talking about uh, something his ex girlfriend was doing. I guess that's inspiration for the song but either way yeah this song kicks ass yeah 100 percent. really good uh next up is put your money on me this is one where the first time i listened to it i didn't really like it the second and third time it, it got better each listen yeah let's just put this straight in the category of like very good typical strut sound like it's just a good like kind of classic rock sounding song um mid-tempo kind of higher energy Fun listen. Guitar tuned up, churning along, kind of like just easy going, nothing crazy with it. Drums get a lot of shine throughout this song. Uh, Luke mostly in his higher level. The solo on this song, again, like a very 70s, like classic rock sound to it. I like this one a lot, but I very much would put this in like the kind of just in the big pile with a lot of other songs. You know? Yeah, I, I disagree. I love this song. This is one of my favorites. Um that chant uh, when he says, but your body's so sweet. And then everybody goes, oh, yeah, I, I it might be because I've seen them live so many times. And that's how he starts. He just he, it's just dead quiet. And he goes, bet your body's so sweet. And then the whole crowd yells back. Oh, yeah. He goes, oh, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> and then they start the music. It's so much fun. Love this song. That's cool. It's impossible to feel upset listening to this. 100%. I, li- I like the stanza he sings. It's true, baby. I sleep till noon for breakfast. I have a little smoke. Then I get up and go. And yes, I'm always two hours late for work, babe. It's hard being a slave to your body and soul. That's a sick line. It's hard being a slave to your body and soul. He's a good songwriter, man. Like uh, a lot of this, a lot of the songs are very surface level or not like super deep, but like he's just clever with it. Yeah, he's got he's got some good stuff, some good, uh, good one liners for sure. The next track is Mary Go Round. Mary spelled like the girl's name, M-A-R-R-Y. Yes, this is like the first ballad on the album, and I think they hit a home run here, 100%. I mean, it's it's not like – I feel like a lot of times when rock bands, especially early, like you do a ballad, and it really feels like you're just missing like a little element to like fill out the sound. And again, like the guitars here are are, like not fast, not like – strumming away but just kind of like it still fills up the room and as the song goes along you get the violin you get the piano you get luke raising his voice by the time you hit these choruses it's a, it's another like full sounding banger um but like the just the emotion the sadness dripping off his voice here man it's again so much so many good things i could say about this track yeah, they, they somehow slow it down and it still sounds like a classic strut song yeah i don't 100%. really know how to do it. it it's both totally different from the first four tracks and exactly e- the same like enthralling yeah no i i like this one a lot and i don't know why it's spelled m-a-r-r-y i guess mary's name is typically spelled m-a-r-y i just wanted to point that out yeah i don't know i don't think anyone maybe would that's something british yeah but uh yeah so and my it. note on this one was i like a good s- sad song i think every band needs a couple of these just to let me know that they've gone through something in their <laughs> lives so after the first couple songs just like being how you know 
fast paced and fun they are. Like it was nice to have a, a yeah. slower ballad. Yeah, something different. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of this one. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, and obviously, uh, this one, uh, you know, about a relationship and um, not being over someone. Broken heart. Uh, next up is Dirty Sexy Money. This is just Luke doing his thing. Luke is a performer. He's a showman. He's he's a, a sex icon. This is just Luke doing his thing, man. He's strutting around on this one. Mid Self-proclaimed sex icon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mid-high tempo, high energy. Uh, this one's pretty pop rock, you will say. Uh, disco kind of drums here, which is different, but uh, you definitely hear it if you like just tune in on the drums a little bit. Higher tune guitar, but still fairly buzzy, fun. Um, just having his fun, twisting his voice around on this one and having a good old time. It's a good deep deep cut. I don't really like this one. It's not my not my style. I do like it. It's it's a lot of fun, but um, see what happens if you call your girl shit hot. Yeah. I don't think it's a as much of a compliment <laughs> as he says it is. But. Yeah, the next song, this has probably the best song title that we've covered yet on the podcast. 100%. The Old Switcheroo, which is, it's funny, I don't, I don't know if I hate this song or if I like it. Like, sometimes I listen to it, I'm like, this is the fucking stupidest song I've ever heard in my life. He's talking about swapping, you know, girlfriends with his buddy and having a big orgy or whatever. It's so stupid, but then... It's also kind of catchy, so I'm conflicted. I don't know. It's catchy, but I think it's just goofy, too. Like, what a what an insane premise. <laughs> hey, I kind of like your girlfriend. You kind of like mine. What if we just switched? Nobody's right blue. Nobody's blue. <laughs> it's, it's an insane premise. I yeah, love it. The chorus is, because I want what he's got, and he wants what I got, and I know what you want, so let's trade what we've got. <laughs> yeah, why not? Fuck it. Let's have fun. But yeah, the the old switcheroo is an all time song. Title. Oh yeah, it's yeah. so on the nose. I love it. <laughs> Plus, it's it's got some cool stuff in here. A lot of p or piano and horns getting a spotlight here. Full sounding with the guitars and the drums and and Luke like going up and down in his range. It, there's a lot going on here too, and it's a fun track. One last thing. When I was looking through the track list before listening to this album, when I read this one, I was like, oh, boy, what could this song possibly be about? Like, <laughs> this, would, this would not have been in my top 25 guesses. <laughs> so, oh, man, that rocks. Yeah. <laughs> After that is She Makes Me Feel Like. Yeah. So I think they do their best work in the first half of this album. I think the back half of the album is good, not great. And this is maybe the start of that. Um, at least for me, mid tempo, higher energy, a lot of doo wopping in the background with the, the background, like the guys in the band, uh, you get this like kind of buzzy disco guitar, stretch out chords. Um, I didn't think they did anything too crazy on the vocals here. Just, I don't know. It's a fine song. I, I swear I looked this up, tried to find it everywhere. I, I swear I've heard this in a movie somewhere. <laughs> this feels rom-com-y to me yes and it was like a teen coming of age movie or okay. something yeah, and yeah. i swear i've heard it years ago and i don't know where it's yeah 100 percent. i can see yeah that. not not exactly my cup of tea it's fine that's how fine. i feel like a yeah. lot of these songs are in the second half i agree with yeah you. yeah my note on this one was if i'm in the right mood it's good if not i hate it so take <laughs> that for what you will fair enough <laughs> next song is young stars yeah, this is a little bit kind of like could have been me. Just that the vibe, the sound. It's got that rock anthem feel to it. Um, Mid-tempo, mid to high energy here. Um, guitars just kind of churning it out. Bits of piano and violin setting a good tone here. Um, There's a good sing-along chorus. So what I kind of like thought to myself as I was listening through this a couple times was like when you only have one album, this is a great song to have on your first album because you can get the people into it a little bit. 
Um, that all being said, I'm not in love with this song, but when you're trying to just get a crowd going and you only have 13 tracks to your name, this is a good one to have. Yeah, it feels a little redundant to me. A lot like the first half, but it's, again, fine. I don't hate it, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. I This is the first time I noted it down. I'll just bring it up now. He does this throughout their catalog when he pronounces something with an R. He, like, rolls his R's. Like, he's like, ranchero taco. You know, like, like he's rolling his R's a little bit. Kind of groovy, baby. I know. It's just it's funny because uh, they're from the UK, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny having that from the UK. Like, it's, I don't know. That doesn't seem like it's just a traditional like UK way of speaking. I want to I wanna bring this up now because I was thinking about this on the way over here, too. And I guess we maybe mentioned it a little bit already. But Luke Spiller, the lead singer for this band, is a character. For sure. Eccentric, eccentric character. When you see him on stage, he dresses like a mix of, like, Harry Styles and, and, and Freddie Mercury and fucking uh, Austin Powers all mixed together. It's the dream team of flamboyance. <laughs> yeah, man. Frills, glitz, glam. Like, it's a little bit like Josh Kiska, but not as, like, hippy-dippy type shit. More British, like, think Austin Powers. Yeah. He's, I've never seen him without makeup. <laughs> all like oh. eyeliner and... To the tens, yep. dude. He's, he, and again, the, the stage performance, the antics, the crowd work, he is... He's Freddie Mercury in 2023, man. Like I said, dream team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, anyways, it kind of makes sense for this track. But um, all right. Getting into the next one here, Black Swan. Uh, again, just kind of an all right song here for me. Mid-high tempo, mid to high energy. Um, I like the cool, like, choppy riff they're playing throughout the track. Um, good build up into the choruses. I think Luke's voice is fantastic here, even though I don't love the song. Um, but I think he kills it. It's just a fun listen. Yeah, I definitely agree. The uh, the verses are my favorite part of the song. Yeah. That, that build up like, to the core. The chorus is fine. It's yeah. Just, I, I think that's what kind of sets it apart. Totally agree. Yeah, so I like this one more than you guys. Um, I, I don't know. I like this one a lot. I think the opening was really sweet, like ple- pleasing sounding. And then the, lyrically, I don't know if he's reminiscing of a lost love or like Black Swan Theory. I posted it or i copied it here black swan theory is a metaphor that describes an event that comes as a surprise has a major effect and is often inappropriately rationalized after the fact um so i don't know if that's something to do with the song or if it's just reminiscent of a lost love hmm. i have to think about that uh, or maybe it's a uh, reference to like that movie you remember the movie black swan i never saw it but there was a movie in like maybe the late 2000s i don't know band loves this song they just played this when i saw them this year really so, yeah yeah, I, I huh. this, this one's in my top ten. I like this one a lot. Sick. Yeah, so next up is These Times Are Changing, a song about how they've made it, and now the times are changing for them. Dude, this is so like 70s disco rock here, just uh, unabashedly that. Mid-high tempo, high energy, fast, choppy guitar, drums kind of quick and borderline thrashy. Luke in this like raspy, kind of heavy voice for a little bit. Uh I love this bridge section where they like let everybody clap along to it again. Another great live song to have when you have one album out. Uh, this is a really nice deep cut. I thought this was a cover, honestly, <laughs> when I first heard it. Because same thing, I think it sounded so, it's so old school. Yeah, that I yeah, it's good. Yeah. After that is only just a call <laughs> away, which is about a uh, long distance relationship. Yeah, and so this is what the other, other of two ballads. Um, yeah, definitely slower and sadder here. Keyboard kind of wobbly, low-tuned. Uh, 
drums get their shine, but also kind of like just fall in love with the rest. Um, guitars just hitting a few chords here and there. This chorus, though, rocks. So catchy, so powerful. Um, Luke voice just like sad and longing, belting out these choruses at the same time. It's it's another really nice deep cut. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a decent song. Probably my least favorite, but on a great album, still not a bad song. Yeah, I like the song. Uh, the closer for the album is Where Did She Go? So he's kind of reflecting on what, what went wrong in a relationship. Yeah, this is another one that they picked up on 89X. Uh, oh, towards, cool. Yeah, towards uh, closer to when their second album came out, actually, and it got me back into them because I had kind of forgotten about them a little bit. And uh, this they uh, started this one as a single, started playing it all the time, got me really back into them. Love this song. Yeah, and this is another one of those 70s-style rock tracks here. Up-tempo, high-energy, buzzy mid-tune guitars, cool drum patterns, uh, classic sing-along chorus here. Um, this is the one where I started tracking this, and as I listened through the rest of the albums over and over and then back to this one, it sounds to me a lot like Luke gets on the piano. He has, like, an idea for a song. He gets on the piano, plays it on piano, and then figure like kind of just, like, extends his tentacles out to the rest of the band and, like, do this here. Do that there. And you'll hear it as you go. If you really listen closely, a lot of songs have a piano like underplay to it. Um, and it just stuck out to me here. It's a cool close. It's a good way to end. Um, in terms of replay value, eh. But I think it's a fantastic closer to this album. Yeah. So you guys have anything else on the album? <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? I just... Oh, man, I can tell you don't love it. Uh, no, I, I, I said decent. Yeah. It's what went wrong in a relationship. I yeah, don't know. <laughs> I gotcha. Those are my notes. Gotcha. Uh, you guys have anything else on this album before we get to Young and Dangerous? No, nah, not really. No, I don't think so. Great debut. Cool. So their second album is Young and Dangerous. comes out in 2018. Uh, the opener is Body Talks. Do you guys want to talk about the one with Kesha, the one without Kesha, or both? Like, Do you want to just do that collectively now? Sure. Okay, because the opener is Body Talks, and then the last song in the album is a remix featuring Kesha. Yeah, I think the Kesha version is way better. Yeah, I never listen. I, I never listen to the original. I do too. What are you? What about you? Uh, I can kind of mix and match. Doesn't I? I listen to them both. So you know what's funny? The original or the opener has forty-two million streams, but it is, it's also the first song on the album, so you get bonus yeah, yeah. streams. Yeah, right. The one with sense. Kesha has forty million. So like, it's funny that they're. It was. It was just so odd that they're both like within. A couple million of each other. That's crazy. But, yeah, honestly, I thought it, the the Kesha version would be way more popular. That was the one they pushed and pushed and pushed. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how that came about. I wonder if they recorded it first and then decided they could get a Kesha um, feature. I think I have a note on that. Uh, let me just scroll down to the Kesha. Or have you got something? To no, just in the meantime, like, she's such a fantastic ad for this song, in my opinion. I think her voice is, like, it, it's, it's just, it's very Kesha. Like, this song is sexy fun energetic it's right up her alley and i think her and luke play off each other so well in the back and forth yeah so luke said the original body talks without kesha he didn't really like that when they were kind of working on finishing it for the album yeah and uh so that kind of sparked the idea of getting kesha on it and kesha was a big fan of the struts so she was more than happy to do it yeah and then after they like finished mixing it and everything he, he liked the original version a little bit more um but, he, yeah, he said, you know, they like them both. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and they still play this one, too. It's just not the same. I don't know, but definitely a hit. Um, low, buzzy, tense open. Uh, you kind of just get, like, a thumping drum pattern, low bass, 
Uh, and then Luke and Kasha kind of going back and forth a little bit across the different verses. Um, again, in this low, like, almost, like, energy-building way. Because they, like, it's low, and then it just crashes into the chorus, man. They're back and forth. They got the jangly guitar going. Um, drums pick up. I, it's even, the like, the background vocals are fantastic. The woo-woos. It, it's an awesome track. Yeah, I, I also prefer the one with Kasha. So I would check that one out if you're going to check out one of the two. The second track on Young and Dangerous is Prima Donna Like Me. The song is uh, not for me. <laughs> they definitely did some experimenting on this album. Because um, there's a lot of tracks that don't have any resemblance to anything on the first album. But I think some of the experiments go really well. Others, eh. But I, I kind of like this one. I just think it's a fun listen. Like, it's not crazy, but it's just a good... Uh, this is another one in the big bag of, like, good strut songs. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, Alex, would you have to say? Yeah, I, to I totally agree. It's it's good. It's not, like, one of their best, but... You'll probably hear fun. it at a concert, just, like, in the middle of the show somewhere. Yeah, they opened when we saw them. With, with this? this? Yeah, yep. that makes sense. Do you guys want to bet... Or, sorry, do you guys want to guess what the working title of the song was before they decided on Prima Donna Like Me? Go ahead. I'm the king of rock and roll. <laughs> I was thinking something along those lines. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Makes they sense. said uh, <laughs> the band member said they knew that title had to be replaced. <laughs> so uh, I guess Luke said they were looking for a good word, and then Prima Donna came out, so they went with that. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's such a character, man. I'm the king of rock and roll. I love that. I, I Actually, I wish they would have kept it. Stuck as, with that, it? I'm the king of rock and roll. What a Just lean into it. <laughs> what a wild title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So next up on the album is In Love with a Camera. Yeah, and I think this is one that where they experiment a little bit, too, um, especially with Luke's voice. Like, he gets up into his really high range here on the choruses. Um, a little bit prissy and uppity. Like, the whole time he's kind of making fun of these people who just, like, love taking pictures of themselves, loves being in front of a mirror. Like, mm -hmm. just so, like, self-absorbed. Ironic. Yeah. yeah, I was going to yeah. say the same thing. Yeah, the irony is that he's making fun of these people. Well, he, he more than likely is partly one of these people. Yeah, the I, the lyrics for this one were just cheesy as hell, but I, I do like the music. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that, that high note when in, he says she's in love with a camera, I, I can't get enough of it and love this song. Yeah, <laughs> they got a cool solo in this song, too. I feel like they start cra or like chopping off some solos in the next few albums, and this is a good one. Yeah, so the next song is Bulletproof Baby, which Luke said on this one, uh, I can't put my finger on it. It's almost the Beastie Boys meets Moth the Hopple meets a little bit of T-Rex in a weird way on this song. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It's got that very like uh, like a Paul Revere from Beastie Boys kind of like beat to it. Uh, or like, like think like Lord, like Royals. You know what's funny? He has that in another song where he's like, yeah, it sounds a little bit like Lord. Yeah, there's another track on this album that has uh, a beat kind of like this. It sounds like synthetic drums. It doesn't sound like they're even playing a kit, but um, it's still cool. I mean, it's this echoing kind of muted bit with the drums. Guitar's ripping when it gets to rip. Like, it doesn't play a ton, but it plays, and it's good. Um, vocals are strong, fearless, energetic. The solo fucking rocks on this track. Yep. Uh, I like this one a lot. I'm not as big of a fan of this one, honestly. Uh, it feels a little less classic struts, less what I'm coming to them for. I, I'll give them credit for trying something new. 100%. Just not for me. Got it. Yeah, no, it's a cool anthem about, you know, just pursuing, pursuing your dreams. Another one of those songs. The next song 
Uh, we get hit with a little bit of funk. It's Who Am I? This is one of the things they do across a lot of their albums that gives me joy, if, like, just listening to them. It's just so fun, like, easy listening, man. You get, like, head bopping a little bit. You're listening in the car or in the gym or whatever. Like, it's just – it's such a, like, great – thing that they can do because like it's it's out of the, it's out of the norm like nobody does this shit this is very like like stonesy almost like the stones would occasionally break off this jazzy kind of funky track and so luke said on this one it's kind of like rocky horror meets rod stewart there's a stones thing going on there's a guitar part that's super franz ferdinand i don't know how that happened <laughs> <laughs> you made it my guy you fucking did it yeah, man, I don't know. There's a lot of complex stuff going on here. There's just, like, bumpy low bass, choppy disco, uh, guitar. This bridge fucking rocks. Uh, great solo again. Like, I just, there's a lot cool here. I love this track. Yeah, this is one that I honestly used to skip before I uh, used to, before I went through this whole discography for this podcast. And I'm, I'm a fan. I do think this one works. I did, too. Yeah, I don't like it as much as you guys, but I do like like the funk is kind of cool. I, I like, too, when artists will go through an album sometimes and they'll like give notes on each track. Like It's fun to have the little tidbits from the, the person who created it. Yeah, 100%. So, shout out, Luke, for doing that. The next song is People. Another kind of experimental track. Uh, kind of in their muse bag here a little bit. I mean, not as heavy, but like some of the vocal stuff they're doing is muse-esque. Um, but it's got that same kind of like beat to it as Bulletproof Baby. This is another one with the synthetic drum sound, mid-tempo, mid-to-mid-high energy. Um, uh, again, I don't think the music is anything special here, but I think Luke spices it up how he does. Um, I could see people sleeping through this one. I like it, but maybe that's what it is because I, I'm not a big fan of this one same. either. So maybe it's the synthetic drum thing yeah. because I feel the same about Bulletproof Baby and I just can't quite put my finger on it. Yeah. I don't like this one. He's just singing about different people he's encountered in life. I, I don't know. I, this is another one. I think it's music's good. Lyrically, it's cheesy. So yeah. I'm, I'm not going to come back to it. Sure. But yeah. Next up is Fire, which also has the tagline part one. And we will get to Ashes part two as the closer for the album. Yeah, I think it's interesting putting those two songs in comparison. I'll leave out the the analysis of the part one, part two bit for now, but um, this is great energy here. Up-tempo, mid to high energy, great build-up into the, even into like the first chorus and then on and on and on, really crescendoing at the end. Um, vocals are powerful, unabashed. Vo like the background, whoa-oing kind of like through the chorus is great. I really like this track. It was one of the better tracks off this album for sure. Yeah, I love this one too can't get enough of it uh when we just i just saw him live this year and they played this they played this on piano just luke stripped Yo. down so so cool really shows off his vocal range that's cool the name of the album came from a line in this song young and dangerous nothing can change us that's what yep. they took they thought that sounded cool so they took that for the album name and that yell that line can't hold back the fire that yell fucking rocks that's him at his finest anyways yeah, so the next song is Somebody New. Okay, so this song gets a lot of love, and I'm not sure why. I like this song a lot. It's in my top ten. Not one of my favorites, honestly. I th I think it's fine. It's one of their slower songs. Uh, nothing too special about it for me. Yeah, I think I like the slower stuff more than you guys, so that's probably where that comes from. Maybe, but like, there's some other slow songs of theirs that I really like, and I just... This song was like one of the singles off the album or like one of the radio plays. Yep. And I just I don't know. I don't get it. Like I I like that he has that like sweet side to his voice and like just lightly kind of sadly moving through the track. 
Um, you know, there's these acoustic jangly chords and simple pop and drums. I just, I don't know. It doesn't really fill up for me, I guess. I think he does it so much better on this newest album, Pretty Vicious. Oh, my God. Yes, we'll get there. I Yes, 100%. Yeah, lyrically, I, I, I like this one a lot. You know, when you're not over someone and, you know, you're meeting someone else and you're still not over the previous person you were with. Luke said on this one, they were writing in an Airbnb and he went to, uh, how do you phrase it? Having a number two. He went to have a number two. <laughs> and then he started singing the chorus, like, on the toilet. And then uh, he was working out some of the song in his head. And then afterwards, he just started going over to the piano and just started playing it. So Right, right, Maybe right. you should have kept that one to yourself, Luke. <laughs> He doesn't keep anything to himself, man. That's true. He's a prima donna. <laughs> the uh, next song is Tatler Magazine. Uh, musically, it's cool. Lyrically, not for me, but I could see how people like it. Yeah, all of very good for me. Not one of my favorites, but it's good. I, not something I go back and listen to this, all the this, time. This one's got major queen vibes to it. Definitely. Major queen vibes. Very like prima donna like me feel to it. Same kind of message. Um, you know, it's mid-tempo, mid-high energy. The band, it fills out well, but I had trouble, like, really spotlighting any one sound in this track for some reason. Um, you know, there is a cool, like, sick old-school solo at the end. Um, but this is another one where he gets a bit, like, extra theatrical with it on the vocals. And sometimes that's not my favorite. We'll talk about it more on the next album in particular. Um, yeah, I just think this one's fine. I don't know. It's whatever. He said uh, on this one, they played it for some suits, and they didn't know what the fuck was going on, and they got weirded out by the song. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. And he said he's, uh, I assume the musical came out now or, or whatever. He said he was working on a whole musical with sounds that sound similar to this. Okay, cool. I don't know if he ever did it. I'm not aware of anything. Yeah. Okay. Luke Spiller probably calls everybody that's not in the struts a suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> he, he's at the grocery store. He's like, even the cashier. He's like, oh, you're, you suit. <laughs> Would you like your change? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, next song, uh, one of my favorite, like, just fun songs. I do it so well. This song is drenched in swag. This one and the next one. Uh, and I don't want to skip ahead. So, yeah, this one rocks, man. It's just this is another one with Luke. I'm just imagining him, like, in his Sunday best, walking down, like, Beverly Hills Boulevard or, like, Rodeo Drive. Just, like, kind of lean back walking a little bit like the, like the Beatles that on that album cover. Um like kind of looking at everybody with like a bit of like, oh, look at these pores. <laughs> it, it's just a fun, like, like boisterous, braggadocious track to it. Yeah. When you're feeling good about yourself, you put this on. Yeah. 100%. So much fun. Oh, man. So he said, yeah, some of the lines I've been talking shit almost every single day, walking down the streets of sunny L.A. Watch me now. Wa walk, talk, moving around the corner. Hello. I work harder than a sauna. And Luke also said on this song, uh, this was the last song on the board for the album. Like, last song for yeah. the album. And they said, uh, the producer was goofing around. We were all super high in this tiny little writing room. And I was laid down in this leather sofa. And I just said, give me the mic. Listen to this. And I started joking around. And it was basically a little freestyle for about three lines. And then I started scatting the next bit. Yeah. And the other really cool thing about this is the clap along beat. The entire song, you hear the. And it just like and it gets like amplified the choruses and towards the end it's a cool bit. It, this is another one that is awesome line. He said when it came to the very last bit, I said we need something Mick Jagger would say, and uh, and then he jumped up on the mic and started s singing. I do it so well. Imagine if this track had "I am the king of rock and roll" and "I do it so well" on the <laughs> same album. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> 
And they uh, both worked. Yeah, they both worked. Look out. <laughs> yeah, this, this song kicks uh, ass. Yep. The next song is Freak Like You. Yeah, and I think this is equally fun, man. This is very, like, empowering, very much like, hey, we all, we're all we all kind of weird, man. I dress I dress like this, and we're having fun. Uh, mid-tempo, high energy. It's got this, like, odd stuttering cadence musically where, like, the band plays, stops for a second, plays, stops for a second. Um, but sometimes that's cool. It works here for sure. Energy really, really kicks up into these choruses. Piano and the horn. Though, dude, the horns on this track are incredible. Oh my god, the, or sax or whatever it is. I, I just love it. It's just a confident fuck the world. Like we're just gonna go like be us vibe. It's awesome. Yeah, I've got the same note about that sax. A lot of fun. Very good song. Uh, I don't think it's better than quite a few of the other songs on here but i think it's still really good i'd like to third the saxophone kicking ass kicks uh and then my note on this one they, he was driving through all la and then he was just making lines up off of people he saw this one i like musically i really like lyrically i think it's cheesy again you know it's about everyone's a freak don't judge essentially but um yeah musically really good yeah 100 percent. so the album closes out i believe right this is the last song yeah uh, well, except talks. for the Body Talks re- remix, but I'll, I'll count this as like the this is the closer. This is like the official like closer. Yeah. This yeah. is uh so part two. Fire was part one. Uh, Ash is part two. I I really really like this song. Yeah, it's a different vibe than the first one. This one opens up very slow, very sad sounding, um, and slowly as the track goes on, you kind of hear him being like, ah, but you know what? Things are good. Like I'm just doing great, and the energy picks up, the band picks up, the vibe picks up. And by the end, it's it's pretty much fire part one, just crashing away at the music and then like softly letting you down by the end. But like, again, in this like maybe sad, settled way, like just is what it is. And it's it's a roller coaster, man. This song rocks. Yeah, I think this is my favorite slower song that they've done up to this point. I think it, I like it better than Merry Go Round, which I didn't think was possible, but so great. Uh, like you said, at the beginning, so slow, really full of regret uh, about a the relationship that when they burn like fire now it's gone to ash everything fell apart but by the end he's kind of getting he's, over it he's he's over it he's good so yeah so fire part one is it's kind of like a relationship when you're young and you know full of love and dangerous and it's yeah, a whirlwind yeah. romance yeah, and yeah. then part two is like alex said you know that kind of burning down and ashes is all that's left Right. And I just again, there's a really interesting bit in the middle where he's like remembering all the good times. But too. I, I actually think Ash's uh, part two is like someone dying, not like you, the relationship ends, but like you, you're losing mm. someone like there's a loss there. It's not like you wanted it to end. Maybe that's why you get that bit there where like you are remembering the good times. If you break up, usually you're not immediately like, ah, but we had a lot well, of good times. And, and the reason I say that is because Luke's I mean, I have a. Uh, quote from a Luke here yeah. saying it's about you know losing someone gotcha, to death. Gotcha, oh. gotcha. I never got that from this one. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, I never thought about it that way either. So yeah, I mean, I I, I think this is a really good you know band. Like I called it closer. Fantastic closer for this album. Great album. This album rocks, man. Like top to bottom. I love the. I even love the album cover. It's Luke in this like kind of nineteen forties like noir like painting thing, uh, and like the paint's kind of smeared all over his face. And he just looks like exactly what you would think he would look like on like prima donna like me, just dressed to the tens again. It's yeah, I can't say enough good things about this album, man. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff on there. A couple songs where I think the music's good. The lyrics are a little bit cheesy for my liking, but overall good. 
And then the COVID album. I was just oh about to say God. the COVID album. You I don't think I've it. liked a single COVID album. Dude, yeah, this is something. Actually, this is something we've we've explored over a few different artists, man. It just never hits. The COVID albums always suck. Like, uh, well, I take that. But what Twenty One Pilots had a good, when there's songs that like have elements of like we're gonna talk about COVID, then it sucks. If you're just making like an album, then that might not necessarily be true. But like. Uh, Paramore with their couple songs talking about COVID. That album's trash. Terrible. Th- this album is easily the worst of their four. Dude, I was even listening back. I got bored the other night. I listened back to Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. It's the same shit. It's a COVID album. There's I, th- there's a couple good songs on there, though. No doubt. Well, okay, he has like 18 tracks on the album, too. Like, how could you fucking miss 18, you know? But, yeah, it's the same shit, man. Like, a full listen through, and you're like, wow. Like, there was a couple good ones here, but a lot of this was like, ugh. Yeah, so I mean, if there's a couple songs that we don't have to get like super deep on some of these, yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. So the album opens with "Strange Days" featuring Robbie Williams. Yeah, Robbie Williams, just a kind of like a pop singer from the UK. Um, and, and this is very much a COVID song. Oh, dude, and it's this like odd theatrical thing uh, where like horns and strings are kind of like bringing you up. Like this almost sounds like Disney movie, like like Pixar movie, like music, you know. Um, where like like the the protagonist is like he just got like I don't know uh, Mufasa just died he just got run over by a, a stampede <laughs> and this is like what comes on after that uh, I don't know it's just it's too theatrical the lyrics are black I'm not a fan I I think it's all right it's it's among the best songs on the album which no. isn't saying a lot no way I definitely no think it way, is. I love I I love Luke's voice in this one Joe. I think there's two or three tracks on this album that are really nice, and then a sharp drop off to this one. Yes, I, I think this is top three. It's not top of the album. I think it's probably Whoa. number three. Oh, that's that's gross. Bold take today, that number one. Gross. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Give the it to me. <laughs> next song is "All Dressed Up with Nowhere to Go." Okay, this, this is better. This is another. He's, it's a COVID song. It's another COVID song. Yeah. But in this lockdown, babe, I cannot go out. The music's good. The lyrics are trash. I don't need to hear. I don't want to hear about COVID. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you on this one. I, I think Luke's voice is really nice here. I think he really belts out some cool lines, especially through the chorus. Um, you know, the music is fairly simple. Um, so Luke's doing a lot of the hair, like the heavy lifting here. Uh, it's got this like old school pop rock sound to it. I don't know. Not a fan. Not a fan. No. I think it does. I think it does sound like classic struts, but I just don't think it has the same elements that really make them special. Yeah, I think I it's totally really not their best. But it, as far as this album goes, it's probably one I of think the better this ones. Is, this is the worst of themselves. The yeah, that's fair. The, the, ne- the non-experimental stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The next song is my least favorite in their whole catalog. Oh, thank God do, you said that. Do you I love feel, me? Yep. This is the douchiest song of I all 100% time. Agree. I think this might be a rip off of a kinks, a kiss song. There's a kiss song that has the same exact chorus. Oh, maybe he's just, he's literally just singing about, you know, I have all these credit private planes. I got the black card. Money can take you really far. But do you really love me? But it's just it just comes off as like, I don't I don't know what the right way. It just comes off. He just sounds like a douchebag. See. But why did he said the same exact shit in the second and first album, especially the second album, and we yeah. didn't say that. So why this, is this, this one so different? different? I, it it's is. So I, I 100% agree. It's just it, it was like hard to listen to. It's because it's so direct. Like oh, like I have all this money. I have all. I'm flying on the private plane. Like I don't know. It just it just comes off as like maybe it's also like you're now you're three albums deep and we're still doing this. Like no, because enough. I like the opener for the fourth album. That's kind of similar, That's but true. I love that That's song. True. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like this one. Yeah. Next song is I Hate How Much I Want You with Phil Collin and Joe Elliott of Def Leppard. This actually isn't terrible. I this li- is the first track on the album that I didn't hate. I like this song. Um, hate to be the contrarian, but I don't like this one. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I listen, man. There's only like two songs in this album that I, I just like whatever. Um, anyways, d- yeah, uh, mid-tempo, mid-high energy, kind of the same sound as Do You Love Me. It's got a little bit of that like theatrical kind of rock, pop rocky, disco rocky buildup. Um, still good vibes, fun energy, high range. The yells from Luke throughout here. Um, you know, Phil Collin, he's got this sick, like, dueling solo with the struts at the end that I, I, is maybe one of their best works on guitar in their whole catalog. Um, it's just a good track. I, I just think it's a nothing burger. There's nothing much but there for me. I don't, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I'm with Joe. I like this one. The next song is Wild. Wild Child, right? Yes. Okay, I misspelled it in my notes. But yeah, Wild Child with Tom Morello. This song kicks ass. This is the best one. Yes. Okay. They got at least one thing right on this album. Yes. It's this song. All right, at least we can all agree on that. The guitar kicks ass in this song. I think the drums really shine through for me. Both, man. They rip in the open where he just rips right into this sick kind of hard rock like riff. the whole, And it keeps up the whole way through. It even picks up like chunkier and thicker in the chorus, man. <laughs> Luke's voice is like menacing and thick and reverby here. Um, then the the solo at the end again, it's him and the and the God. I don't want to skip this guy's name. Adam Slack, guitarist for the Struts. It's him and Slack like doing it together on the solo. Um, get a, like a little bit longer because you have Morello in there. This is a fantastic use of a feature. This is the anti hunting party. Fuck you, Lincoln Park for doing that. This is that the anti of that. We're like this album isn't great. But you at least got this moment of Tom Morello. And maybe hit the table one more time. Get that point across. Um, yeah, no, I like this song. S- scratch your number right onto my chest. Hit me up and you can call for sex. Keep in mind, I like to be impressed. I'll only have you in, in your Sunday best. He's got, he's got some. I like. <laughs> it is a funny kind of braggadocious bit there. Yeah, it's just some braggadocious lyrics. Yeah, oh, 100%. boy. This next one. Yeah, the next uh, song is. It's The song title is cool, but the song is really not cool not super cool not cool at all it's about a girl you know playing games and uh with it with with you know the protagonist of the song but it's uh that was my only note i don't really like it's this. very pop rocky i don't know it just doesn't do it it's like shrill i i really don't like this one either yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah. yeah after th- after that is burn it down which this one i i actually really like this one too this is my second best song in the album uh, for you, sure you and i are in uh sync right lockstep now. here yeah. yeah and this is more of that jazzy stuff that they did on the last album a little bit um it's kind of low en- lower energy it's not low energy it's lower energy where like the piano and the bass really just take center stage here um you know luke's mostly in a lower uh, bit but like he has su- these such cool drawn out lines in the choruses even like towards the choruses and the verse, they're just really like drips everything off of me. He can he could find uh, occasional rises, super raspy, very very cool song. I don't have a lot on this one. I think it's okay. Is this? And I noted this down. Is this love making music? Uh, yes, <laughs> you yes. Throw, you could throw it on the playlist. Yes, if this came on right after Marvin Gaye, I don't think anybody would notice. <laughs> right, right in between Marvin Gaye and John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, this is a super swaggy, catchy song. He, he opens the song, I think, with "Open up your front door, bonjour." I'm your getaway car. I could tell you my sign, but I'm already a star. There's uh, some cool lines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The song is like, uh, like you said, Joe. This is second best on the 100%. album for me. Those are the only two I ever go back to. Usually, occasionally I'll find myself listening through some of the other stuff, but not very often. Next up is another hit of showmanship with Albert Hammond Jr. of The Strokes. Yeah, this one was released as a single, and I don't know why. It's, I mean, they had to pick a song. It's boring. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how the struts are boring, but with they the, with the theatrical covers. stuff. I just I don't get it, man. I mean, there's bits of disco guitar, and I don't know. It's kind of like a good vibes track, but no. I think I like it a little bit more than you two. I I, I mean, I saved this one. I even debated it, put it in my top ten. <laughs> I didn't though. I didn't. Send the bold police, bold take police <laughs> over to him. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to bump it back in after that. Yikes. Do it. No. Follows that up with can't sleep. I think this is in the the sharp fall down next category after burn it down and wild child. This one's not bad. This is a good track. Agree. Yeah. I, I have that. It's good. Not great. Yeah. Up tempo, higher energy, disco guitar with like a thumping low bass setting the tone. Um, complex clicks and patterns on the drums. Luke moving through his levels real well. Uh, kind of a diamond in the rough here. Uh, I think you I'm with you guys. I think this one's decent, not great. Gotcha. The album closes out with Am I talking to the champagne or talking to you? Talking to you. Yeah, I, uh, this one I I kind of like certain elements of it. It's kind of reminded me of Black Magic Woman by yeah. uh, Santana. I think the sax uh feature is pretty cool, but I think the song is just too long. I think it drags oh, yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, isn't this like 5 minutes? Yeah, so I think it might be more. Hold on. Something like that, but I I think the the like yeah, the mix almost six minutes long. The mix of Luke on the mic and and the sax here is really really cool. If you like the jazzy stuff they do, um, you know, like you said, it, you, you said it perfectly. Elements of this track, I just I got to be in the right mood to go back to this one. Yeah, I'm with you guys. So yeah, I think we're all in agreement. This is the worst of their four albums for sure. No question. Cool. Well, glad we don't have to debate that. The newest album came out. Uh, what, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Yeah, and they they put out a couple singles between the third and fourth album. Uh, they put out Low Key in Love with Paris Jackson, Michael Jackson's daughter. Oh, cool. It's fine. It's like your typical love song, nothing great. And then they uh, released Fallen With Me. What was that, like a, maybe a year ago? Yeah, that's a good one, too. I like that I one. I like that one. It's got a lot of uh, like mystery elements. It's uh, It references Alice in Wonderland quite a few times, like falling down into... He literally talks about Mad Hatter and stuff. I think it's a decent song. They played it live, and I, I was a fan. Yeah, and they also did like a live four-track EP, and that's on the, the that's four-track. That's right, yeah. They covered I'm some Oasis. I'm a little surprised it didn't make it to the album, uh, honestly. But they did. They cover out Oasis on this track, or oh, on this cool. EP, too. Uh, yeah, they do like an acoustic bit of Supersonic. Oh, I'll check that out. Yeah, it's worth a listen. Um, but yeah, then we can get right into Pretty Vicious, which just came out two weeks ago. And Oh, real yeah, go, go for go it. Ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so Apple, Alex, are you Spotify or Apple Music? Spotify. All right. Apple Music fans, Joe, wouldn't know this, but the real Spotify OGs will notice the struts have a different animation for every single song on this album. Yes, they do. Wow, that's so cool and fun and sick, you sheep. <laughs> Just fall into the Spotify uh, brainwashing algorithm, you're I not, guess. You're not going to be invited to the jam sessions anymore. <laughs> Hate us because you ain't us. <laughs> 
Uh, no, but this album rocks, man. This is right, just what we needed to get off of uh, Strange Days. This album opens with Too Good at Raising Hell, which is the perfect opener. I love this song. This is drenched in swag from top to bottom. Laugh out loud lines. Are just they're, they're so braggadocious, but so like they're funny. He has a line in here. He says, "A sex so good, make the neighbors smoke a cigarette." That's my favorite line. My the favorite whole song. line too. That might be his best line in his in the whole catalog. That's all time one timer there. Yeah, just like the the brain power to even come up with something like that. Truly <laughs> remarkable. What a line, man! Opens fantastic, fun kind of disco guitars, high energy, um, kind of mid tempo here, mid tune, choppy guitar, really really nice solo at the end. Uh, swagger, vibes, energy here. I mean, it's just, he goes back and forth between this, like, airy kind of, like, hoity-toity, silky voice, and then this full, like, like belting it out again. I, I can't, again, this is a fantastic track. Yeah, right back to classic struts. So much fun. This would be a kick-ass Guitar Hero song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Let's let's not forget to put that on the grab bag. I got, I got it in my notes. Okay. Uh, let me just read the verse here, because this is just, this is, I love this song. Designer suits, Gucci gloves, Chelsea boots, all my demons are cocaine-fueled, electric cool, sugar tooth, caramel, silky smooth, diving into class azul swimming pools, sex so good, make the neighbors smoke a cigarette, but I'm still bored to death. I'm thinking I'm getting too good at raising hell. Yeah, it's class A azul, it's uh, tequila. He's, he's jumping into pools full of tequila. Even better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to touch on this for a moment while we're at the beginning of this album, too. Holly ruined the joke. Oh, yeah. Well, also, real quick, let me, I got another one-liner. You can't sing the song without long hair and tight leather pants. Yeah. <laughs> it's very him. But, yeah, Holly definitely ruined the joke. So I texted you right after the album, and we were talking about it, and then I get a text from Joey like, I don't know, this album's kind of mid. And naturally, I knew I kind of was like, he's, he's fucking with me. There's no way. And uh, so the whole week, he was like, ah, this album's whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and we get to the bowling alley on Friday, and you're like, I was listening to it again today, man. It's just all right. And then Holly chimed in. She's like, yeah, it's just all right. I don't know. So I went over and started talking to her, and I gave this, I gave her this, like, sad, dejected look that she didn't like it. And she immediately cracked and was like, nah, we really like the album. She even listened to the whole fucking album, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I told her, I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, just listen to a song or two, like, so that you can bring up, like, a song yeah, yeah, in yeah. conversation to get Joe. <laughs> so she listened to the whole album just for her to crack immediately. <laughs> it was awesome. Joe and I have been texting for months looking forward to this album, and we're like, if this thing sucks, we're going to be just oh, so defeated. Riot. Oh, that would have been bad, man. Yeah, but no, this is exactly what we needed. Yeah. All right. Um, second track, Pretty Vicious, title track. Um. Okay, so they did this one acoustic, too. I've heard this acoustic, and I guess I was expecting a little more energy from this. Um, but I still really like it, and it does get the energy towards the end. This is another one where they slowly build it up and build it up. And by the end, he's just screaming raspy lines into the mic again. Fantastic work. Um, mid-tempo, mid-high energy. You know, you just open with this, like, bass and drums bit, just kind of getting you along. Luke in this lower level. And every chorus is a little bit louder, a little bit louder. And like I said, by the end, they're crashing into it. Super catchy. Uh, the play on words here in the chorus, uh, you're pretty, you're pretty, pretty vicious. I I think that's a really, really clever bit, too, where it's like it's like the old joke where. Uh, like the old like, yeah, like your mom's pretty, pretty stupid. Or like, I, I don't know, there's probably a better version of that joke, but like, you know what I'm saying? 
Oh, like, yeah, John, John Party wishes he would have thought of this one first. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit like, I know what you mean, but, like, I, I, I still think it's clever. Um, I really like this one, too. This one really grew on me. The first time I heard it live back in June. Yeah. And I was like, that was decent. And then they put out the studio version as a single a few weeks before the album. And I was like, okay, okay. And next day I listened again and again. It's probably my favorite song on the album now. Yeah. I, I like this. The synth in the chorus when he pauses between lines is sick. The guitar solo is sick. He, uh, to me, he sounds a little bit like Billy Idol from the 80s. I don't know if you guys. I, I hear I can hear that. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm batting a thousand with my. Uh, yeah. My one-liners. <laughs> um, yeah, so next up is I Won't Run, which is a lyrically cool song about standing up for yourself, you know, having self-confidence. Uh, my note on this one was, kind of sounds like the 80s again, or am I just high? <laughs> yeah, I got like either 80s or like 2000s, just like generic pop rock here. Generic is the best word for this song. Yeah, this is definitely a yeah. track. Or like, normally the, I, the thing that happens is I listen to something and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And as the more I listen to it, I like it. The more I listen to this one, the more I'm like, how the fuck did this make the album? Uh, you know, it's not bad, but it's not good, really. Uh, you know, it's it just, just feels like any band could have made this. Yeah, this is so it's not really struts. Yeah. Thousand percent. The next song is Hands on Me, which I think he does great work on the vocals here. Fantastic, man. The choruses are so raspy and like like drained. And yeah, it's fantastic work here. This is kind of like what we were talking about with the slower tracks where like the one we were talking about earlier, I can't I think it was I can't remember right now, but it was something new. Like this is like he just needs to add that little extra oomph on it to get the slow songs going, whereas like something new it just never had like an X factor to it. This has the X factor between like his voice, the this kind of like buzzy mid tune guitar drum, drum. It's just it's a fantastic ballad. Yeah, love this one. One of the slower tracks that really works on this one. There's quite a few. Yeah, the chorus crushes it. The next song is Do What You Want. Uh, for me, this is it's a cool concept for a song. It's not one of my favorites off the album. I don't know about you guys. The bag of very good. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I might even just say it's it's fine. The, this sounds a lot like their first two albums to me. That's this exactly is what I was classic thinking. Classic struts. I mean, very good. This is a, a nice return to form. <laughs> yeah, puffy, puffy, boisterous vibe here. Um, good mix of the horns and the choppy, buzzy guitar. Um, he's playing like the hand cymbals too. Like he's got the hand shaking cymbals, which is like why the drums aren't crazy. It is what it is. Um, Luke having fun with it on the mic here, just having like little effects on different lines here and there. It's it's a nice track. Yeah, I like the line. Some of us are shepherds, baby. Some are the sheep, trying hard to guess what you've been doing in your sleep. <laughs> the next song is Rockstar. Which, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, this one's wildly grown on me. At first, I wasn't in love with it. They put this out, and I was kind of like, I don't know what they're doing here. Um, I, it's just the energy rocks. Yeah, so he Luke said on this song, I wanted to write the story where a guy meets a girl who has rock star energy, and he just wants her. The line about original sin is a hat tip to the composer and lyricist Jim Steinman, who wrote Pandora's Box, Original Sin. There are so many great lines in there, like Kamikaze Casanova crashing into your headlights, which is a cool line. And then he said, I love moments like this in an album when you don't have to be super serious. Not everything has to be imagined by John Lennon. We were just thinking, let's inject this and have some lighthearted fun. Yeah, I think they, they nail it. I think it's a great song. Very high energy. This is pretty much, other than Too Good at Raising Hell, which I think this is even more high energy than that, one of the, the first high energy songs on this album. Another one that opens up with a very like like Rolling Stones open where it's just the guitarist. on. It's just Adam out there playing like a couple lines by himself. 
and then the whole band like brings it in and it's i again i'm falling in love with this track every listen i like this one the next song is remember the name which is like an energetic song you know again encouraging people to live life to the fullest he's got a line in here he said he sings Kimmy K and Ray J suck it and see. Yeah, that was wild. Now you got to claim to fame in every frame, every single frame. Everybody's small scream fantasy faster than the hurricane screaming your name. Scream it, baby. <laughs> it's a wild few lines there, man. The first couple times I was like, whoa. Uh, but yeah, I- interesting. Like add on there. Uh, let's let's put this in the category as well of like generic AI band names for 200, Alex. This is the name of their tour. They remember the name tour. Oh, yeah, I saw oh that. yeah, yeah, for sure. The next one too. Bad decisions is another generic AI rock song name. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Yeah. So bad decisions. Uh, my note on this one: maybe not the best sonically, but I like it lyrically. I think I'm with you there. This feels like the one they're going to be pushing that wasn't like a early release track, and I like it. It hasn't. It doesn't have like the merry-go-round like pull on me yet. Uh, I don't know. I just it feels like they're gonna be pushing this one on the radio and whatnot. Um, you know, it, it's another slow ballad. It's Luke just kind of like getting through the track, defeated, realization of like fucking up with a woman. Um, yep. You know, he rips it off on a few lines later in the track, um, but it, it's overall just a sad tone. The one thing about this song, this is going to rock live. Because there is a moment towards the end of the track where it really picks up powerfully. This is going to rock in concert. Yeah, this one's kind of grown on me. I, I wasn't a big fan the first time. It's I, I think it's all right. Um, I think there's some other songs on this album that do basically the same thing better. But, uh, yeah, we'll see where. I mean, this album's only been out for a couple of weeks at yeah, the time of this yeah, recording. Of so, uh, yeah, we'll see how I feel about it in the future. Yeah. After that is Better Love, which is decent. Uh, this is similar to you know Old Dominion. You should break up with him. A million other songs. You're with somebody else. You should break up with that person and be with me. So uh, I mean, musically, I, I I like it. I think this is just another one like kind of the jazzy rock thing that the Struts do. I think it's very typical of their sound. Um, you know, Sax gets a ton of cool shine here. Um, got this a determined, excited vibe to it. Um, Luke and the band calling back and forth on the chorus uh, is a really really nice like bit. Um, I like this one a lot. Uh, this one hasn't really grown on me yet. I think it's probably the weakest on the album for me, but I still I don't hate it. It's nothing like Strange Days. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, that's fair. The next song is one of my favorites. Give me some blood. Yeah, I think this might be the the diamond in the rough on Absolutely. this one. Yeah, for sure. Money is my weapon and my bullets are dressing to kill. That's another awesome line. It's the lines and it's the keyboard, man. This keyboard rocks. And it's not like playing crazy. I just love the sound. They haven't used this sound in any of their songs to this point. And it's so it's like this gospel you're like like kind of old school country like keyboard, like think like Leonard Skinner kind of keyboard piano feel to it. It fucking rocks, man. Uh yeah, I just love the sound. Can we talk about how some of their Joe and I have mentioned this, but they've got some hardcore song titles, pretty vicious. Give me some blood, and they're softer <laughs> songs, and it's just not really what you would expect when you click on a song of that title. Yeah, I also wanted to point out uh, th- a lot of the times they sing the song title in the song. I just it's it's always funny to me. Like sometimes a band will have a song title that they won't like sing at all mm. in the song, and I feel Fall like they boy. do that more often than not throughout their catalog it would be strange if follow-up boys sang in their song a little less 16 candles <laughs> a little more touch me baby well fuck them for making that the song title that's a ridiculous <laughs> song title my Our lawyers w- told me <laughs> to change the name of the song 
But yeah, no, this song's really cool. I got a wicked tongue that's like a storm and rage, and my heart's always said I had bigger balls than my brains. My, I had a lot of dreams walking down these streets, but ambition never said I had shoes bigger than my feet. So I, lyrically, this is cool. Musically, this is cool. This is one of my favorites off the album. Absolutely, Check probably this one the out. coolest lyrical song on this album. I would I would agree with that. So the album closes with somebody someday, which is uh, he's kind of telling a story about essentially making it. Um, yeah, what, what do you guys have on this one? I think it's a slower song, and it doesn't really have that oomph that a lot of his slower songs have where he really picks up in the chorus. He does a little, but uh, I think it still works. I, I don't know. The raw emotion in this song, and it, it really feels personal to him. I'm a fan. It's the like open and like honesty about it, too, because he has so Definitely. many of these songs where he's like, I'm Luke Spiller. I'm the man. I dress like a fucking rock star. And this song is very much like, hey, I was a kid once who just wanted to like be something. Yeah, so he's singing about a girl that he had a crush on growing up, and he he's essentially singing the song like, if she hadn't turned him down, like if she had showed up to where, where they were supposed to meet up or whatever, he might not have gone down the path which led him to you know make music. Doing this, and, yeah, and uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, it's I, a really cool closer in terms of like going back to it. I don't know, but it, I think it's a really nice way to round out the album. Yeah, I was gonna make the exact same point. And that's all we got with the struts. So. Uh, overall, like I said, I'm in love with this band. I'm borderline on the point of like irrational defense with this with this band. Like, like how you feel about Blink One Eighty Two is how I feel about this band. <laughs> Fair. Um, Alex, I would imagine same thing. Yeah, they feel really personal to me. I've just been I've been following them like yeah. you since their first album, and I've been watching them grow for all these years. I, mean, I say all these years, but it's been like Seven less than years. a decade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But still, like I get excited every time I see new stuff from them, no matter what yes, it is. Absolutely. You know, so definitely uh, an interesting listen. Like it was it was cool, though. It was of how different it it's was. different. It's a throwback. But at the same time, it's a, it's a new sound. And yeah, there's a lot of cool things going on here. Definitely check these guys out. Yeah. So you want to wrap? Let's uh, do top 10. Top 10. Sure. Alex, you want to kick us off? Let's do it. Number 10. I've got Ashes. Uh, nine. Prima Donna like me. Eight. Rockstar from the new album. Seven, Dirty Sexy Money, Kiss This, Pretty Vicious, Fire, Body Talks, Could Have Been Me, and number one, Put Your Money on Me. I'm going to have a vastly different list than you guys. I'm going to have something similar, but stark differences. Okay. Um, yeah, let me go then. Uh, ten to one here. Start at ten. We'll go roll up. Then at nine, give me some blood. Eight, Freak Like You. Seven, merry-go-round. Six, burn it down. Five, wild child. Four, could have been me. Three, too good at raising hell. Two, body talks featuring Kasha. And kiss this at number one. No, maybe not. Ten to one here. Could have been me. Burn it down. Wild child. Body talks featuring Kesha. I do it so well. Give me some blood. Black swan. Merry-go-round. Kiss this. And too good at raising hell. Yeah, so we had like eight of the same ten songs. Yeah, I I thought it would be different, but yeah. I had no clue you had such an affinity for Put Your Money On Me. Love this song. I don't <laughs> I mean, know why. Fun. I cannot <laughs> listen to that song in a bad mood. Yeah, you were <laughs> you really like that That's one. That's crazy. Uh, uh, albums, I think, well, well, you guys can go. I might be a little bit different, but I think we're all the same with Strange okay. Days being Strange the Days and then a huge drop-off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, w- w- Alex, you can lead us off here. So, I Strange Days is far and away. Far and away the worst. Um I went back and forth between 
pretty think. vicious and young and dangerous. But I think pretty vicious is going to be my number two and young and dangerous at three. And everybody wants is going to be my number one. I just think it's still so classic struts. I think a lot of it might be nostalgia. I try to block that out when I'm listening objectively. It's part of it, though. It is. Yeah, I I struggled a lot with the top three as well because I got Stranger Days at four too. I ended up putting the new one at three. Just I haven't had enough time with it to to give it above the other two yet. Um, actually, I'm going to change that. I've changed it two or three times already. I've flip flopped so much in the past week. No, I'm going to stick with it. Pretty vicious at three. Everybody at two. Everybody wants at two. Young and dangerous at one. That's fair. We'll balance each other out. Yeah, so I haven't been listening to these guys for years like you two, and uh, I, I hadn't really listened to any of their music, so I you know listened to everything fresh. So Strange Days, Worst, then Young and Dangerous, then Everybody Wants, and then I actually really like Pretty Vicious. Uh, this might be something where if I you know if I listen to these guys for another couple months, it changes, but I've only essentially listened to each album like three times. Yeah, so. sure, that That's makes fair. sense. Yeah, I think that all three of those top albums have – uh, an top argument. Potential. Yeah, an argument. Yeah, like I'm not going to fight you for putting the new one at the top. Right. Yeah, and I, and I like I said, I haven't been listening to the, the, yeah, their yeah, first yeah. two for years like you guys. You so don't have any attachment to them. Um, yeah, so concert set list. Sure, Alex. So I've got opening with Rockstar, the new song. Yes, great open. I heard this for the first time, and I thought, this sounds like a concert opener. Yep. And he just struts out and starts singing that fast, li- fast line after fast line and just does not let up until yep. the end of the song. Um, encore. I've got dirty, sexy money, and then closing out with could have been me. Okay, okay, I like it. Uh, I'm gonna go a similar direction with my opener. I'm gonna open with kiss this. It's the same kind of thing. You know, you could put this in a lot of different places in the set, but I think it's a fantastic opener. Um, starting the encore, I'm gonna go to too good at raising hell to open the encore. Burn <laughs> it, burn it down at number two in the encore, and then <laughs> could have been me to close it out. I, I had uh, two of the three in the encore. That's funny. <laughs> my opener, I had Wild Child. I really like yep. that one. And then for the encore, too good at raising hell, burn it down. And then I, I put Kiss This in there. Okay. So Yeah. Yeah, I think Kiss This, again, as I've talked about before, it's got that section two at the end where you can do the bits. You know, it's good. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, that wraps us up for the struts. Thanks again for Alex for coming in. Thanks next for week, having me. We got the Lumineers coming up next week. Then we'll do Glorious Sons after that. Probably mix in a couple album reviews over the next couple months. Like I said earlier, we're mixing in that Rick Ross and uh, Meek Mill album. Going to do the Foo Fighters album at some point here. Um, and then it's almost Christmas time, so we got some cool stuff coming up there as well. So follow us on socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Flip the Record. Like, review, subscribe on Spotify and Apple. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you on the next one. Thank Fun you. episode. Yeah, good one. Say that was quite timely.